0: This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast. Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed Anniversary Blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand-roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed, and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unboxed Edition tastes any better than the normal Anniversary Blend, That is the word around town, but don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello folks, and welcome back to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox. Last week I called it the flagship podcast. Is that, I don't even know what that means. Is sure. I <laughs> mean,
1: I, I assume if you have one of anything, it becomes the flagship. So one day people will listen back to this and be like, oh, I got to listen to flagship. Right. One. Like right, these right. are these offshoots. Yeah. Hopefully maybe we'll, we'll have we'll one on it, Stadia. At, yeah. At yeah some we'll some point. just have a, a gaming one or something. Right. I don't know. You know. Maybe we'll just do a PUBG podcast. <laughs> yeah. Forget YouTube. We're going to do yeah, a yeah, PUBG yeah. podcast. Yeah.
0: You can listen to us play PUBG. It's going to be... Just. Ooh, I don't know if that would be good or not. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'm joined today uh, by Robert Payne. And Robbie, uh, if you all uh, have been following along with the Chromecast, you might have noticed that last week we didn't do a podcast. And that was because Robbie was on an excursion through Europe
1: yeah are we calling is
0: that an expedition a a bit of an
1: excursion we went a lot of places so so this is yeah we can use that this was your first time in europe right yeah yep uh i am of german descent my grandmother's german but uh it's my first time getting over there and seeing everything and a lot of stuff makes more sense with my with my grandma now right okay okay (laughs) i understand her a lot more yep Uh, mannerisms my only regrets i wish i could have gone sooner uh, she passed away a couple of years ago, and it would have been awesome to have gone and then be able to come home and talk to her about it. That would have been awesome. Oh but yeah, t- it's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive to get over there, and it's a lot of stuff involved. But it was, it was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know,
0: while you were over there, you uh, you learned a couple of things. You wrote, you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about uh, data. And so yeah, and
1: and this will tell you something. <laughs> if you're listening to this, this will tell you something about me um, as a as a human. Uh, one of my things that I really wanted to do while I was over in Europe was sit at a cafe, with nice weather, have some sort of coffee, maybe have a my, maybe a croissant, yeah, or you know a croissant, mm, huh, or maybe you know I was still in Germany when I I got to do probably what in my mind is like the, the best oh, okay. version of this. I was uh, in so Heidelberg. some sort of
0: strudel, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, something, you know, <laughs> whatever, give me something. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want the whole, you know, like schnitzel or anything. I didn't want dinner. I just, you know, mm-hmm. a snack mm-hmm. or whatever, sit at a table, be out amongst people, be at a cafe, and sit and write an article. Um, and, and I've, again, I again, I've said that to some people, and they just kind of look at me like a little sideways. Yeah. Um, but that's how much I love what what we do here at Chrome Unbox. Like, like they're
0: like, you are weird, man.
1: Yeah, that's that's strange. Uh, but the <laughs> the line between you know like work and pleasure, I guess, has has skewed and, and right. blurred so much that uh, I just I love doing this stuff, and I just you know like have this picture of like working you know in a cafe at a little table, my little coffee, and, and all that kind of stuff. So I made sure like in my backpack, my Chromebook was always with me uh, for multiple reasons, and it helped in multiple different ways. Whether it was you know, checking for tickets to something or dealing with some intricate mapping of something, you know, there were a few times mm-hmm. where pulling this thing out, uh, was, was really critical. Well, the first day it was know, three, or four days in that I got to sit down and do this, like, and, and, you know, my wife was just walking around. It was our 10 year anniversary trip. So, uh, it was just me and her. And so she was shopping some stuff and I was like, I just want to sit here and write, you know, for just a little bit, just, just leave me alone. And, um, and so I sit down and I'm, I'm writing, and I close the Chromebook up, and I'm done. And I didn't do anything abnormal. I opened a couple browser tabs. I didn't write some in-depth article, so I wasn't even doing much research for it. Wrote the article, closed the Chromebook down, and we went about our day. I'm on the train later. So, so
0: this was the first time you'd done this? Had uh, yeah. you had the Chromebook yeah that i that i really okay. yeah
1: that i really had hooked up and, and sat down mm-hmm. with it for a few minutes and i, I think on the trade right in i'd finally broken down and said ah, we had like free 2g uh data from t-mobile and t-mobile was excellent over there by the way um i think they have deutsche Telekom as t-mobile's mm-hmm.
0: partner parent parent yep.
1: company and so it was blanketed no no issues with coverage but they don't offer you free LTE data. It's like 2G data. And so at first I was like, there's no way I can work with that. And I hadn't sat down to, you know, put in my order or whatever to add the data yet. And it was actually okay. It was kind of usable, but we're talking like half meg per second kind of thing, but for messaging and stuff, it was fine. So it it hadn't hit me until we were going there. I knew I was like, I'm going to find a cafe. I'm going to sit down. So I'm gonna go and get my, my international data ordered. And so they had the, the one plan was five gigs uh, for, uh, seven days or something like that and I was like that's plenty like that five gigs should last us the trip I' because I can I cannot be dumb I'm not gonna be watching YouTube videos you know that kind of stuff and sure. used to you know we could get away on five ten gigs whatever right how how was
0: how was Wi-Fi over there were you able to find Wi-Fi because i I studied abroad i, I went to um yeah, to Italy. just, just yeah. from Italy I'm not, <laughs> yeah <laughs> people people are gonna be like he does look kind of Italian maybe that's maybe that's true I'm not I'm, not, I'm from uh, I'm from Kentucky folks <laughs> I, am not, I am not from Italy uh, but I uh, I studied abroad and I thought oh man I'll be able to hop on Wi-Fi all kinds of places False. at that time you know I was I think I was I was using the Samsung s4 and oh, uh, wow Trying to, yeah, trying to hop on Wi Fi. And I couldn't, like, hardly anywhere had Wi Fi.
1: No, no. I was like, that's still the case.
0: And even, okay,
1: yeah. That's and the home we were staying in, uh, the people we stayed with, uh, gracious hosts, good friends of ours for a long time. And uh, they've never even shared, actually, uh, photos or anything of their house. And so I expected to go into, like, this old German, like, super old, kind of dark, dank. <laughs> yeah. They had this modern house. It was just windows everywhere. And it was beautiful. And, uh, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to have the hookup here. Well, the best Wi-Fi they could get um, where they were, um, I looked at their modem. It's definitely uh, a DSL, which if any Whoa. of you all remember, DSL used to come over the phone line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you get a double DSL line, you could get up to 12 megs. And they only had a single. Oh, that's, bla- so that's blazing. Five, five or six megs to share <laughs> through the house. You know? Suffice it to say, we did not do a lot of internetting. Right. Um, I, and, and honestly, when I... Uh, We'll we'll get to the point of this whole story here in a second.
0: This is is what we do. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just just go along
1: for the ride, folks. But I ended up um, going... to their house, basically, anytime I needed to get any work done after my first day of doing some work uh, on my hotspot. So I, I get to Heidelberg, sit down, you know, obviously there, t- just like we just said, there's no Wi-Fi anywhere to be mm-hmm. found. And I'm like, cool, it's fine. I just paid for five gigs. I'm going to hop online. No big deal. I hook up the instant tether through my pixel to the pixel works like it should, bust out the article, do all the things I need to do, shut her down, turn off the tethering, move on. Well, later that evening, we hop on the train to head back to Rock where we were staying. And um, I get a text from T-Mobile says, hey, looks like you have fused up most of your data. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five gigs. Yeah. I just paid for a couple hours prior. I've already used it. Do, do you mind sharing how much it was? Uh, that was like fifteen. Yeah. So I hopped on a chat with T-Mobile and said, "Look, I, but still, I don't you had just blown through fifteen five bucks gigs, five gigs, and in, and in a few hours. Yeah, no. Time. And I did, hadn't done anything. Like I checked, you know, I was like, "Oh my God, I bet you all the photos I took oh, at the castle here. I bet oh, they all uploaded. Photos, yeah, you know, I'm photos. like, that has to be what it is. I go to look, no." That they were set to upload a Wi-Fi only, so I check everything on my phone to make sure data hadn't gone th- through. You, you thought it was your phone? Yeah, I thought maybe you. I blew through it on my phone. Not the case. And then it hit me. I was like, "Uh-oh! It must have been the Chromebook." And I start looking at some stuff, and I, I've noticed that Chromebooks do this in general. Like, you know, like you go to Docs, and it'll say, mm-hmm. "Hey, do you want to download some stuff for offline use?" You know, like, yeah, sure, why not? Because in the states, we're on Wi-Fi like all the time, you know, and. Chromebooks have to sync stuff, sync applications in the background. They're going to sync, you know, if you have Google Photos, for instance, like the app on your phone, on your Chromebook, it's going to sync that. It's going to sync all sorts of things in the background. It's the nature of Chrome OS. Right. It's it's cloud-based. So it's going to talk to the cloud all the time. Well, they apparently don't have any way for it to know. Hey, I'm on a metered connection, which is not the case. I didn't even put this in the article. It's not the case that it doesn't know because if you attempt to run a, uh, an OS update on it, it'll say. I'm it'll on say, a- "Hey, you're on LTE." So it, it Wait no- till you're on. It knows mm, mm, mm. and still just chew through my data like it didn't care. Uh, but it clearly was my Pixel Book that just smashed all so, that data. Uh, so there so- were
0: there were some settings. That you discovered,
1: yeah. Um, basically, if you go into your sync settings, it's really unfortunate because there's a, a, a button to sync all. Click it all; all of these turn on. There's probably eight or nine toggles. If you turn it off, none of them turn off. You have to one by one turn them all off. And then you got to go to drive.google.com, that go to fail, yeah, uh. go to settings and say, "Hey, stop syncing all my crap down." Uh, And then, you know, make sure that you don't have any apps that are syncing in the background. What Google really needs to implement here is on a metered connection. If I'm connected, because, I mean, they've got this thing built in now. So if you have an Android device, it just does the auto tether thing. So if that's the case, it needs to know, like, most people don't have unlimited data still. And even if you do...
0: That was, ah, that was that Google. was Google. Google's that was, trying to chime in. Google, hey, hold on. Google just gave me some uh, suggestion for metered internet connections. Yeah, they're not <laughs> listening.
1: They're not listening. No. Okay, to be fair, gonna... we're saying Google a lot, yeah. so our phones might yeah. might wake up with this. And if we woke your phone up with that, sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry about that. Uh, but in general, like when it does this, automatically does this, it needs to like Chrome OS needs to be smart enough to go, hey, you've gone from Wi-Fi to some sort of tethered connection we might incur some charges here would you like to go to metered mode and stop syncing everything right. in the background because most times when i'm jumping on a tethered connection i don't i don't need my whole All google stuff. everything to sync down i'm just hopping on here to get on the internet and do something yeah, and leave open cr- chrome and, and right. knock
0: out something yeah and then, and
1: so yeah. it doesn't need to do that so if there are any developers on the chrome os team listening to this Let's address that. And if we don't... I've, I've been digging around to see if there's any work being done. I haven't seen anything. Uh, so we syst- might just turn in a, a, a thing, yeah. like a feature request right. and say, hey, let's, this should happen. Because it knows. Because the it system knows, knows on, right. Right. It already knows you're on metered thing, So just stop syncing. You know? in, in this, and let's, let's, let's
0: clarify, you were in Europe. You had paid for that certain amount. So you were... You were chew- you were chewing through that that limited amount of of uh, connection that you had, but this could apply for somebody who's traveling or anything here in the States. If if you've got, if you're doing instant tethering or setting up with, with the same apply for like a hotspot.
1: on Right. Right. And this also alerted me because I, a lot of times I'll run out of my hotspot throughout the the month. And to the point of uh, a couple of months ago, we took a trip up to Michigan and I changed the password of my hotspot. So my kids weren't jumping on there all the time so that I would know when they were getting on there. And I could kind of keep an ear out to make sure they weren't watching a ton of YouTube videos. And so, um, it it occurred to me in the middle of this, like that's why I keep running out of hotspot data, because there's times where you go to a spot where you know you would be on Wi-Fi and their Wi-Fi is down, or there's too many Uh-oh. people there, and you're I've... just like, ah, screw it, I can just hop on my I... LTE and it's way faster, and so I'll do that. But I'm not doing anything that should incur all this data. I have 10 gigs a month of just tethering. I should never even come close to that, and I've blown through it multiple times, and that's exactly why it's happening. Yeah. My Pixel Book's deciding to sync. All the things, because we've seen it happen too at the office, where the before Wi Fi got upgraded, we would you know the the Wi Fi is crashing, something's hogging all the internet, and I go and look, and lo and behold, why, it's why a, is, a it's why a is Chromebook. One, why,
0: why are one of the Chromebooks pulling and down doing crazy know? amounts yeah. like
1: 60, 70 <laughs> yeah. megs down? Like, what are you even doing? And I couldn't find out what it was doing. Yeah, I uh, would just have to turn it off. But it's clearly it's syncing something, uh, and it's stuff that again, if you're on Wi Fi all the time, f- fine, I, okay. Do do what you got to do and get done with it and move on. But it should know better when you're on a metered connection. Yeah, and that was that I, was a little unfortunate. We
0: were uh, <laughs> what we were trying to stream something at the office. Um, one of the Google maybe was this back during I O. We had it. We had a stream running, and it kept getting, you know getting uh, all pixelated and yep. buffering, and it was terrible. And we couldn't figure out what it was. And one of the Chromebooks was doing it. But yeah, I mean, it was like weird. Like why is this yeah. doing this? This shouldn't be doing it, but. I mean, I'm not really sure what it is. I pretty much like, um, I mean, Starbucks has like the partnership with Google. So when Mm -hmm. you go in there, it'll, it'll connect automatically a lot. Right, right. Um, But pretty much like if I'm out at a coffee shop, a lot of the times it's like some random coffee shop or if I'm out out and about, I pretty much always turn on my hotspot and use it. It's just and I don't, I don't know why like it just seems easier for some reason well because usually
1: you have to opt into all this stuff and there's a whole page of like oh do you want well, to connect to this like, and, and then it's out? like
0: I don't know about their connection like
1: right. if, yeah, is it secure yeah. and you can go VPN route right? which uh, you know NordVPN is obviously uh, uh, one of our favorites and so it, you can skip the VPN though if you're going on your own exactly. connection it's like cool I don't I don't need all this extra stuff because I, I know what I'm getting into and public connections a lot of times too vary so much like you you hook up and do a speed check and like, wow, this is nice. This works. And you'd be in the middle of something and it just stops going because, you know, maybe they have some crappy router that can, it gets bogged down after 15 devices and there's 60 people in the play, you know? right? Yeah. I mean, I'm with you at most times I would much rather tether and, and I would pay if T-Mobile had unlimited tethering uh, and you could pay extra whatever a month to have that as well. 100% would do it. And I think that's, why don't they do that? people take advantage of it because so so people would just not have home Wi-Fi and they would just constantly just be hogs on the system. And and I get it. I mean, I understand you have to limit that stuff because stuff over the air only has so much bandwidth and then we clog it up. And so 5g is the answer to that, but that's a discussion for another time. Uh, Hopefully when let's not go down that road, when 5g comes out, I mean, it looks like T-Mobile is already slated to offer home internet. And so who knows what the packages will look like at that point to where, your data is just your data, whether you're home or away or whatever. Like you just, hey, I'm paying T Mobile for data. Internet. Whether Access to the web. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I'm just, that's oh, home. Well, that little box at home will deal with, you still need that central point of connection, mm-hmm. you know, for printers and Chromecast and stuff. You don't want those things connected to your phone as the hotspot because if someone's gone and that Chromecast is set up on that phone, you well, you need something. F- there needs something that stays but yeah, yeah. to connect to it and be the kind of the, the hub for all that stuff. But outside of that, yeah, bring on 5G. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for gigabit over the air. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a whole another discussion. Yeah.
0: Maybe if, if y'all wanna if y'all wanna know about 5G, maybe we'll, maybe we'll dig into that in another episode. So yeah. let's uh let's let's switch gears. So that was that was Robbie's experience and what what oh, oh, Robbie. Oh, one other, one other thing. thing
1: in in Europe. So that that was a kind of a bummer. But I also figured out in Europe that. Um, your book And I had done this one other time. I think it was on a trip back from CES or something. Oh, yeah. And I'd I honestly remember. forgotten all about it. I remember I remember. And we time. were, uh, uh, my wife and I had just taken so many photos and done all this stuff. And, you know, you have your camera on and you have to crank the brightness up to see your viewfinder. You, you chew through battery real fast. And uh, we were both it was maybe around dinner time and both just dying, like no battery left. And I remembered like, Oh my gosh, I think the pixel book will charge our phones. Like not just charge them, but rapidly charge them. And so um, I got the C2C cable out and plugged it into the, you know, open the pixel book up, plugged it in, plugged it in my phone. And lo and behold, there it goes, you know, rapid charging to your, uh, to your pixel. Uh, and, and I would assume any other phone too, but it was just really awesome to be able to plug that in and, you know, rapid charge on, on these phones. If you're, If you're in the lower percentages, that that first 50% or so happens real fast and it kind of curves off. Um, So, I mean, we were able to jump up to 60%, 70% in no time. And we sat there and had a coffee 15, 30 minutes and got both of them up to...
0: So you had both of them plugged in?
1: uh, I did one at a time. I just had one C to C cord with me. So I would assume you could do both, but maybe not. Uh, But since the battery in a laptop is so much larger than your phone you can get, as long as you have good charge on the laptop, you can get plenty of charge um, uh, multiple times on phone. So, and I still had some battery left over in the Pixelbook too. And so there were actually mm. a few times after that, that we just got the Pixelbook out and used it as a portable battery charger.
0: Well, you know, I, I love my little anchor battery mm-hmm. bank, but why carry both? Like right, if, if the Pixelbook's going to work, why right. not just carry that? And use yeah, that? assuming, as your you're, assuming
1: you're not going to, you know, if you're, if you're carrying a Pixelbook around and you're going to be working on it all day, yeah. I don't know that it's a reliable thing to, but it could give But in you, a pinch. Right. It gives know. you a nice, it can give you a nice boost. Um, assuming you're kind of looking and, and going, yeah, I got plenty of battery to get through what I need with the pixel book. It's a nice ability to, to just in a pinch, have an extra battery just kind of hanging out there that will not just charge it, but quick charge it without being plugged in. Like yeah. that was awesome. I mean, yeah. It was really I, helpful.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do. I like uh, the uh, sometimes like, I remember out at CES last year, I had my little battery bank in my in my uh, backpack, and then had the cord ran over to my phone. and We were walking around right. charging. I mean, you could essentially do the yeah. same thing. Like you if, could, if the, um, the Pixelbooks in there. You run that cord through. Yeah, and- you'd have
1: to change a setting on the Pixelbook, or leave it like flipping into tablet mode and leave it because mm. if the oh, screen okay. if it okay. goes to sleep, it stops charging external ah, devices. Okay, okay. Which well, there we makes go. Makes sense. Um, so we, we would have to set up and. I would just crack the lid, turn yeah. the brightness down, and then plug it or, in. But or we'll you, just
0: we'll just be those guys walking around CES with with a, a a the pixel, pixel book, book pixel book in one hand, <laughs> open, just walking around the show floor. We just we just we just bought our flights for CES, so we're excited. It's in. T- you know what I realized? I was uh, we we were talking about it, and uh, I I was making a note in one of our expense sheets, and. It was CES 2020. 2020. That was the first. I don't know time why that I, sounds so futuristic. I
1: twenty
0: twenty. It's freaking me out a little bit. It was it was weird. But yeah, like the it, year two <laughs> when it hit two thousand, that was weird. That right. was, I remember like twenty twenty. Oh my god, it's
1: going to be two thousand. Yeah,
0: CES twenty twenty. Um, Anywho, what look if if anyone is at CES twenty twenty, be on the lookout for box walking, walking around the pixel With the pixel All right, let's 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 change subjects uh, real quick. Let's talk about one one other thing, and then we'll take a quick break. Um. So I guess when did this news break was this uh, this was maybe the the 19th or 20th uh, when we when we heard that Google was officially stopping the two new devices two new tablet devices yeah, that two they devices were working in, on. yeah that were, that They're that were in yeah so Google tablets no longer a thing yeah
1: um, and there yeah. was some
0: there was some you know people had, some trusted sources at first and it was people were coming out and saying you know we spoke with the a spokesperson i want to say business insider ran it first yeah business insider
1: and then jr Raphael over at uh, computer world yeah that's um, right he uh he was the first place i saw it but business insider ran it too and they didn't cite him so i'm not I'm not really sure where the news came from, and I was a but, little dubious until but then. We got some tweets. Rick Osiloh came out <laughs> and, and kind of was talking like, "Hey, He's some, like, hey some, of this stuff, some of the stuff's gone out here. Let's yeah. let's uh, try to." help this out just a little bit and clarify some stuff and his first tweet didn't clarify anything uh, it made it a little bit weird cuz he's like let me be uh, be a real straightforward like google's hardware like in all caps all caps hardware you know we'll continue to pursue the laptop form factor you know only or whatever and, and it was just like okay well and then Ron Amadeo from uh Ars Technica said um uh, yeah, this almost makes it sound like Google's killing off like eight other lines of hardware too. Right. <laughs> so Rick came back and was like, No, 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 that's not what I meant. I'm I'm tweeting too fast. <laughs> and like it's <just> like Yeah. <laughs> Slow it's down, just, man. Just remember these people are all human too. Yeah. Um they're all they're all just people uh, making decisions in that's an office right. somewhere. That's right. Um it's healthy to remember that. Uh but from what it looks like, yes, Google has chosen to say, you know what, um we're, we're not making tablets anymore. We're just not going to do it. And <clears throat> it's interesting because the, the original like, reaction to that news was um, varied. But in general, it all kind of had the same thing. Like Google's just throwing their hands up. They can't beat the iPad. Uh, Google um, just knows that it's beat. And it just, it, it, they're just giving up. They're throwing their hands up and doing what Google does and just walking away from a product line. I have some thoughts on that that are a little different, um, and I've been dealing with those specific thoughts. And it's kind of cool. I'm like this gives me a reason to kind of air this mm-hmm, out a little bit mm-hmm. uh, since the Pixel Slate came along.
0: This this is something you and I have talked about
1: since like, the slate. Like well, be- struggled around before
0: the slate even came out. We were talking about this.
1: Yeah, in some ways, a little bit because we knew what the slate was going to be, right. and so before it, we ever got it, it was, it was already like, do we like need this.
0: Need this thing? What, yeah, what like, is this thing going to be used
1: for? What are we going to do with this thing? Right. Um, and and that was that was the original conversation because I was like, okay, cool, they're making a tablet, and for some reason, I'd always wanted a tablet that I could work from, and that's not a norm, or not an unusual phenomenon. Apparently, lots of people think this. There's tons of news, tons of YouTube videos all around the subject of making your iPad a computer. And Apple's even bent to this a little bit, trying mm-hmm. to add some stuff to make it more computer-like in lieu of the fact that they want to sell Macs and iPads. They don't want to sell just iPads. So there, there is this phenomenon that, that causes us to want um, all-in-one devices. And I, I fall subject to that more than probably most people from just like a psychological perspective. I, I, if I could get Chrome OS on my phone that would like side load or dual boot or something, and I could just plug my phone in and hook a keyboard up to it. And so I would, I would be doing that it is, is unbeneficial as that would be to my workflow. Probably I would still want to do it uh, until I did it and then went, Oh, this kind of sucks. And then mm-hmm. probably go back to my pixel book or something, but I want to do it. Um, I want to have this one device that kind of rules them all. And so the closer one to getting there is a tablet. Um, while people wouldn't replace a phone with their tablet necessarily, a lot of people want to replace a, a laptop with a tablet for some reason. Um, and what's bugged me over the the past few months, since the Slate came out especially, because when it came out, we were obviously excited about it, thought it was going to be awesome. And, and look, here's this big tablet that is going to be a desktop better than any big tablet. Sure. And, and I would still argue that's the case. If you're sure. looking for a laptop experience in a tablet form factor, it does it better than anyone else because it's a desktop OS first. And they're trying to make it, you know, to where it works on tablets well. But there's missing pieces to that formula. And then there's just a missing ingredient there just across the board mm-hmm. that if you've never used a tablet that's 12, 13 inches large uh, – You should try it before you really think about taking that tablet and trying to make it your one device. Because what most people find out, even with something as light as the iPad Pro, you pick up a device that large, and it's just not a great tablet experience in general. Um, And I would argue that most of the people you see trying to slap a keyboard, want mouse support, and all this stuff for an iPad Pro i've i've never actually seen anyone not one time ever have i seen an ipad the bigger ipad pro out and about in public being used as a tablet (laughs) not one time and i see quite a few ipad pros out and about never have i seen someone holding it like a tablet just you know holding it and touching the screen just not a thing because it's large it's clunky and it feels weird you know like the Pixelbook, you flip it over into, you know, that mode for a few minutes to do whatever you need to do, show somebody something, mm-hmm. draw, whatever, and then you flip it back into its its main mode. The iPad doesn't have that, especially without a keyboard, it doesn't have that mode, and people are trying all these things to make it into a clamshell-type productivity machine because I don't know why. Like, that just seems, that's that's our uh, our default, I guess, that we run into, like, that's, I don't know. It's such a weird thing that we want so bad to do this one thing with a tablet that is supposed to be a tablet first. And we don't want it to be. It's it's thing that it was designed to be first, even with the iPad, which I feel is like peak tablet. Like, I I don't know that you're going to do tablets much better than what Apple's done with the iPad. And so they've they've nailed
0: it. Yeah, I I think they have
1: a tablet. Yeah. If you want a good tablet, I'll be honest, probably the overall best tablet experience is the standard sized iPad. Uh, if they would yeah. make it with slightly smaller bezels, I don't know that I've not used on a daily basis the iPad Pros with the smaller, smaller bezels. Mm-hmm. Yes, they look great, but small bezels mean larger, you know, you start talking about physics and, and leverage and stuff. Holding a long, tall device with one hand is difficult unless you can get your thumb on top of it, you know, and really hold it. Mm-hmm. So those small bezels make that a little bit more difficult. It is light, and they'd square it off the edges probably because of that so whole can grab, phenomenon. So you hold of it, yeah. Um, and so I don't want to say that about the 11 inch device, but I guarantee you, especially because again, I've never seen anyone using the big one as just a tablet. It's not a really great experience. It's maybe a lean back and kind of cradle hold experience, but it's not a lean forward. I'm going to sit here and be productive and read and do all this stuff. And our phones are so good at that, especially like as, look, as they've gotten larger. You yeah. Know? So we get in these five and a half to six and a half inch phones. They've kind of come and stole some of that tablet thunder. And, oh, by the way, they're always in your pocket. So your, your you are not behavior- have to carry around another device. Exactly. So your behaviors are already melded around that, the way that I consume news, the way that I read stuff. Every, I, I have an iPad mini, and it's a pretty good size to read a book on. I still would prefer to read my books on on my phone. Uh, I got a new, a new novel, uh, just Tuesday I've been waiting for it to come out and I've already gobbled almost the whole thing up. Guess what? I've read every word of it on my phone, uh, because it's a great size. It sits in my palm. I can, you know, lay back and look at it. I can put it in my lap, whatever. Uh, and so, so many of the things that I consume are now, um, dictated by how they work or how I'm used to consuming it on my phone. And so I just, in the end of it, I'm, I'm in this point where I'm like, I, I haven't owned a tablet. I bought the iPad literally to play PUBG on. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just wanted a bigger screen to be able to see people more. <laughs> like it's easier to see on on a bigger tablet. That's it. Like I don't I when I say that I don't use my iPad for anything other than PUBG, that is absolute truth. That's not me saying that to protect me from, you know, oh, I, I do use Apple products in in the in the dark, you know. Right. I, I hide away and get my MacBook and my iPad out. I don't. I, I don't use it for anything other than playing PUBG. And if there was a great Android tablet that was that size and I could play PUBG on it reliably, I would just assume go with that. I don't care. It's just about having a larger screen to play it on with a nice fast processor. And so what I've come to is I don't know that there is a large scale need for tablets anymore for most people. I just I would have to be convinced. You know that little meme of the guy mm-hmm. that sits there, like, you know, change my mind. Whatever <laughs> on the table, I'm like, that's what I want to put out there. Like, I, I'm not saying that every person, that no one needs a tablet. I'm saying for the broad majority. So when we get in that middle, that that big basis of people, in general, I think most of those people don't have a real use case for a tablet. Uh, they don't, they don't need one. And I, I would say Apple's sales numbers on iPads would probably reflect that. They're not crazy. That's not their bread and butter you know ipad cells just aren't and it's just an odd phenomenon like everybody expected the tablet to come and replace everything and now we have these thin and light convertible pcs and chromebooks and, and stuff and even. it's just I like mean. i think i think the tablet's heyday might be reaching its end and i know for me if i'm just talking about my personal experience we can we can leave the iPad that I have just kind of off to the side because again I play one game on it and that's all I do with it um my general day to day I need my phone I'm happy I'm not just like oh well this will do I'm happy and I'm content with electronics having my phone and my pixel book with me and that's it and and I feel like Google might be seeing that and just going okay you know Yeah, we've sucked at making tablets. You know, we didn't... Google didn't put their foot down early enough in the tablet game with Android developers. They didn't create enough hardware ecosystem around it to foster it. Like, it just never took off for whatever reason. And because of it, developers never made apps for it. And Android just never became a good tablet operating system. And to be honest, Chrome OS really isn't there either. I just... It's great as a desktop thing, and... It's okay with you know using tablet mode, Mm -hmm. and I think they're going to keep working on that and making that experience better for when you fold it back into tablet mode and you got to just use your fingers to touch on it. But in general, Chrome OS is fantastic as a desktop. And so, again, what convinced me? What what is there on a tablet that's like the oh you got to have that because that was the thing with smartwatches, right? What is the gotta have app? What's the the app the thing that oh my god that's so good on a tablet it's no good anywhere else? I got to have that name it. So maybe artists like the, the Apple is good, right? So that's a thing. But that's not the majority. That's not the 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 middle. Um, that's not where things sell. And so I'm just not convinced that tablets are that necessary outside of small niches where where they fit a certain need. And so I think that's kind of where Google's at. Just like, okay, look, clearly Android's not there because they can make Chrome OS a perfect OS if the applications aren't there and the, the thing you want to use a tablet to get done isn't a thing, then there's no need for Google to continue trying to make a tablet work. Because why are, they, why are you trying so hard? Right. What's the point? Why, why do you need this so much? And I, I think when people look back and, and look at it, they, they don't need it that much. And I'd love to hear somebody try to convince me otherwise, but I've been thinking on this for a long time because mm. I wanted to want to use the Slate. It's, it's a good looking device and it's got some cool features on it and it, it's the newest Google thing. And so of course I wanted to want to use it and I just couldn't find a, like a need for it. I can use it. I can use it. It's mm. fine, but I don't need to use it. Um, and as a, if, if we're coming back to clamshells, the pixel book is a better clamshell desktop device than the slate. One hundred percent, and there's no, there's not going to be any detachable thing that's going to pull off a clamshell better than an actual clamshell device. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not bothered by Google saying this, and it's not like they're going to be like, we're ripping out the, o, the, the tablet version of the OS. You know, anybody can make a tablet. Go for it. Right. Make tablets. We're going to support you, and, and we'll let you make all the tablets you want. We're just not going to keep tripping over this thing. We're going to focus on where people. It seems like have come around and go, hey. The Pixelbook's awesome. amazing. Like, Make more of that. <laughs> exactly. Focus there. Yeah. You know, like, and and maybe later you figure out something else with a tablet. It is Google after all. I mean. Who knows? Yeah. They could say, yeah, We're because remember before the Pixelbook, we're not making uh, Chrome OS hardware anymore. And six months later, <laughs> okay. we got the Pixelbook. Like, it was yeah. like, so, I, you know, all this has to be taken with a little bit of a grain of salt because it's Google. But at the end of it, I... They haven't said this explicitly, but I have to believe they're seeing it not only from a sales perspective, from a development perspective. I mean, in general, if you get developers to make apps for Chromebooks, they need to make it where mouse and keyboard work and all that kind of stuff. So, again, you've created a situation where make sure it works on a phone and a big screen with a mouse and keyboard. Oh, well, we didn't really think about the tablet part. Like, yeah, it probably needs to work good as a tablet thing, too. Like, it's always this second thought third thought kind of thing it's never been the primary the primary part of all this and so i don't know i think they've seen the writing on the wall um they got their asses handed to them by apple in this respect apple jumped on it early and did what apple does and they just did it right and they've stuck with it and they've you know weathered all the highs and lows of all of it and they came out not just on top but like they just crushed everything else like Nobody refers to it as a tablet. Everybody refers iPad. to everything as an iPad. It's all, they're all iPads, you know, <laughs> and so they won, you know, they they won the war in that. And I would say, yeah, go for it. Keep, you know, you won the war. Great. I just don't know that that's even a huge win. I mean, I know they sell a lot of iPads. They're Apple. They sell a lot of everything. But in the end, it's it's not driving their business model. I mean, it's they sell one, you know, 10 to one iPhones at least, probably more than that when it comes to tablets. So Again, I just think when we back up from all of it, an iPad or any other tablet may not be as necessary as we once thought that they were. And I think that's okay. Like, that's just okay.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, it's part part of uh, the tech industry is always kind of pushing the boundaries and seeing, throwing a lot of things out there and seeing what sticks. And there was Mm -hmm. almost this, like, I mean, going... A, a year and a half, two years ago. When did the iPad Pro first come out? Gosh, it's been a long time, hasn't it?
1: Uh, it's only two years. Two so years. it's only okay. its second yeah. year. Well, uh, yeah, two and a half years, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember when they first came out with the campaign, but it
0: was the whole like... What's a computer? Yeah, oh no, the, is, What what is a computer? Oh no, this is an iPad. You know, whatever. Right. I can't remember the specifics of it, but it's like they were just kind of pushing the boundaries to see what would stick and see if people would want to do that. And I think Google came out and. kind of put their uh, their, their experiment out there, the Slate. Slate was definitely uh, a beta. It was an experiment. I was trying to think think of like a nice way of saying that.
1: It was (laughs) half-baked. It was
0: uh, was an experiment. I'm sorry, Google. We love you so much, but that was uh, was an experiment. And, you know, they they were trying to push the boundaries, and they were trying to see what would would happen. And, And I just feel like, for me, I have the Slate. I use it every day um I am probably an anomaly because I'm the techie dude that loves trying anything and everything if I could get my hand on the the galaxy fold I'd be I'd be using that every day right right, right. So I'm using it because I want to use it and because it's cool And to be honest the the only time I really I like it that it's so uh, slim and and so light and I can kind of use it on the couch or I can I can go hop over on on the table and use it or whatever. It really only comes out of the bridge keyboard or the Google keyboard. I don't use the Google one that much, but it it, the, it only comes out of the bridge one if I'm sitting over in the, our little gray chair that we have here in the office and right. scrolling through Google News. Could I do that with the Pixelbook? Absolutely. Right. and, yeah, and Could we I do it on my phone? Absolutely. I'm just doing it because it's there and it's cool, and I right. like doing
1: and it. We, and <laughs> We swapped out Pixelbook and Pixel Slate for... Like a week yeah. or something. I, I was like, I don't even think I made it that long without yeah. my Pixelbook. But you I remember you saying like this thing's Oh, this amazing. thing's awesome too. Like this is great. So Pixel it's the book's amazing. It's 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 what I have around and it's what I use. And
0: I've grown i I've grown fond of it. And honestly, there's part of me that's like I think I like it so much because everyone else hates it. <laughs> like, there's part of me that's like
1: I don't, no, I don't hate it it's, i don't hate I it I like my slate you get, you stop being mean <laughs> but I, I just i don't i just don't see the necessity of it i really yeah. don't and i can't argue and not, that. Just, I can't, not, not just not just that tablet just it. tablets in general. in general like yeah, yeah. well wow, my kids don't use them and like it's like the the fad came and it went and i think a big majority of the reason to blame for that is large phones you know i mean I wanted a seven inch tablet and like Dieter bone made a great point in his article on the verge about this exact thing. He said, um, you know, when the Nexus seven, like a lot of people think about the Nexus seven tablet. And if you didn't have one of those, talk to somebody who did like the original <laughs> one that was made by Asus. It had yeah. the, it felt like a golf club on the back. Uh, And then they made a 2013 model, uh, an update to it. And both of those were these super endearing products that people just loved. But you know what? The reason why they loved them is that felt like a big phone. And we just didn't have big phones yet. And it was probably a clear sign that nobody saw at the time of, you know what? When somebody starts, these companies start making big phones, people are going to gobble them up because people wanted a larger screen that they could probably slip in their pocket. Because that's what it comes down to. It's, I don't want to carry a backpack everywhere I go. I don't want to pull out a big 11 inch tablet at the dinner table. Like, that's just a douchey move. Sorry if you do that, but that's just no good. Yeah. Don't, like, don't, don't, don't do don't, that. Don't do that. Don't do that guy. Um, but you know what? You can slide out a six inch phone out of your pocket and looking at it. At the table or whatever doesn't feel quite as intrusive mm-hmm. um, and this becomes this thing this consumption device that's always with me that's always connected right that's just kind of part of my daily grind and a tablet now feels a bit foreign to that experience it's another it's another thing to carry around that I think a lot of people are just realizing that's not necessary so I don't want to put all the blame on like Google for not, you know, optimizing Android for tablets the way they should have. They dropped that ball, sure. And I don't want to put all the blame on developers for not making these great apps because honestly, I can't even think of the apps on iPad that I'm like, "Oh, you know, if using that on a tablet's better than anything else." Cuz if if PUBG played smooth and buttery, PUBG Mobile specifically was smooth and buttery on my Pixelbook, guess what? Just, That's where I'd be playing it. I just yeah. wanted a larger screen for that. And so but that's not a go buy for most people. I'm not. I'm a weirdo. But for most people, that's not a go buy tablet for a, a, a for game. That purpose, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just not that thing. It's not that killer app. Um, and like Flipboard, I think early on may have been that for iPads. Like that was a kind of a cool thing. Um, but even Flipboard's yeah. kind of gone the way. Like, yeah. And it's fine on a phone now. I don't know. It's just like I don't. I don't. Have, I don't have no need for this anymore. And, right. and I, I would love to have a need for it. I like tablets. I think they're cool. I just, yeah, they're just not necessary anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, they've they've said you know we're we're still committed to PixelBook. Yeah, new um, versions or, or
1: they just said laptop. I think according is according said. to yeah, I mean, surely the goodness they wouldn't be stupid enough to be like, hey, let's try something new. Yeah, like make a go ahead and try something new if you want to. But by God, people love the PixelBook. Make yeah. a PixelBook too, you know, take in, some of the constructive criticism right. just you know refine this thing a right. little bit because it's awesome it is an awesome piece of hardware that lots of people love so you know don't google it up and go just do some other random thing for no good reason you know stick with it you know stay put <laughs> don't google it up <laughs> that's <laughs> that's exactly what they do they they find something that works and then they google it
0: Please don't go google this up.
1: Google That's all great. over it.
0: That's great. All right folks, uh, there you have it. There's our thoughts, Robbie's thoughts. I just chimed in here and there. <laughs> it was Robbie's thoughts, let's be honest. There's a uh, there's a uh, Chrome Unboxed thoughts on uh, on tablets and and yes. Google's announcement that they
1: are no longer making What a weird announcement by the way. Yeah. Like I it just came out through random news sources like like they didn't spearhead it, which no, I feel like again, they should have. They should have key- owned it a little bit. But yeah. You whatever. have the keyword. You have your own blog. Just yep, toss it put on it, there. Put it on there. Be like, yeah. hey. Like, lead the or charge. Be your media outlet. Did you really need to announce this? No. Yeah. Just let it, let it, let Just it go. don't make another tablet. Done. Yeah. It's wonder, announced. It,
0: and you know, you know, I wonder if that spokesperson who told whoever maybe just, shouldn't have said that. And that's right. why, like, that's why rick rick and his in. team were like oh yeah we gotta chime in real real quick yeah to, probably because they had to insert themselves into a conversation they probably didn't want to be having so any, any weird it's anywho, it's, it's, it's been yeah. very weird yeah so stay tuned uh dot we'll we'll have some more coverage of this so folks we're going to take a break uh, we'll be right back this podcast is brought to you by nordvpn We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. All right, folks, welcome back. We've got two other quick things that we are going to go through. We said we were going to have a quick episode this week because it was just Robbie and I, and then we started talking we've about got, tablets. We
1: need to stop saying that. That never <laughs> needs to general. be in the conversation. That's stupid. In
0: general. We're, we're, uh, we're not sorry. We're not no. sorry. Um, so we've got two things I want to talk about. Let's talk about um, some of the updates with Stadia, Google's streaming game service, I think is how they're referring to it now.
1: Yeah, so we did a, a video about this. Um, a I guess our, our video, yeah, was right after their announcement, mm-hmm. um, and I think we've done a podcast since then, yep. right? Yeah, we talked. about uh, So we at least talked about just pricing, generalities. I mean, yeah, yeah, we got pricing, we got all that stuff, and that was great. And then we immediately put out a video because, again, I my my justification for thinking this was with the um, the Shield TV that we have. Uh, and I bought specifically for this reason, was just to test cloud gaming. And, and mm-hmm. I was trying to play PUBG on it too. Uh, that's a whole other thing. But in the middle of messing with this thing and hooking it up and testing cloud gaming, it worked so much better than anything I've ever tried before. And I've tried a few of these services and you know, attempted to... Uh, use cloud gaming in different ways through Parsec and Vortex and all these different things, and there's always just been, uh, you know, like a handful of issues here and there, and, and and mainly it was lag. There was enough lag that if I was trying to play something like PUBG or Fortnite or something like that, just it, yeah, just a couple milliseconds really screws things up because those are you know you got to be quick, you know, you got to move quick and you got to react quick, and so in my head when they announced this. Um, and they put out that that streaming beta test back when we were stuck in Laguardia uh, back in October, and we were trying to play don't, it. Don't bring that up. <laughs> it was awful, so you, awful.
0: If you've listened to our podcast in the past, Robbie and I got stuck at Laguardia for I don't know, 13 forever, hours, something like that. It okay, was anywho, awful. Yeah, we were. We were. Um,
1: but I remember specifically, like my memory is tied to that thing coming out then because I wanted to play it so bad, and the Wi-Fi was so terrible, and I was like, oh, that, that's what it is. Uh, and I got home and I tried it and. It was hard to tell because the game, uh, that, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Odyssey. Assassin's Creed, apparently, I've never really played those games, but in general, like, it's kind of like when they changed Madden football and they added, like, momentum to, so you couldn't just change directions, you know, it took a second to get moving, you know? And so I was like, was that lag or is that just this game? And I couldn't really tell. And so I kind of put it out of my mind and really thought, I just don't think they're going to be able to pull this off. I, you know, I, I think the idea of cloud gaming is just too much for anyone to do. If anybody can, Google can, but I'm just not. And then the Project Stream thing went away, and I stopped thinking about it until Stadia came up again. And and even when they announced it originally, I was like, eh, I don't know. <sighs> and then I got that Shield TV, and I hooked it up and started playing PUBG and these huge games, with, Apex Legends. With
0: GeForce Now,
1: they're, with their Yeah, so cloud GeForce gaming Now. And, and NVIDIA is a big company, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to servers and infrastructure, pfft. I mean, they're, it, they're not Google and <laughs> not even close. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's not even a fair comparison. And yet it was working perfectly. Like we, we hooked it up here at the office and it was it's so I mean, little lag. It was, it, it's mind-boggling. Like It's like you are playing it on a local yeah. console. Like You can be in the middle of a game and forget the, you're doing what you're doing. And that was over Wi-Fi. That wasn't even hardwired in. It got even more stable uh, hardwired in. And so I started thinking, if, if NVIDIA can pull this off and do this with their resources and what they're doing, I think Google's got a shot at this. And so they did their pre-E3 thing. We got pricing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I'm telling myself they're going to do it. Like, this like, they're going to pull it off this is legit right especially because they had you know they've got doom uh it, it, eternal is that what it is and doom eternal, doom eternal is what they're it's one of the launching yeah. games that that uh id uh software is coming out with and if they got them on board that game talking about a twitchy quick <laughs> kind of game like it is there's no standing still with doom like i i got the port they made for uh the switch and played it and it's like holy crap Like, I realized I've gotten older and my gaming is nowhere near what it used to be (laughs) because it's like, oh, this is so fast. Like, there's so many things happening. And so if if they agreed to make a game for Stadia and launch and be one of, like, the main partners with it, that told me, too. Oh, they're, like, like, front and center. Okay, it's like, like, okay, this I think this is going to be legit. And then, you know, they add the GeForce Now stuff we experienced. I'm like, so we made that video saying, like, hey, this is... I think they've got the stuff to make this happen. I think it could change gaming fundamentally. I think it's going to be awesome for especially for Chromebook users. I mean, it this is this is going to fill in one of the big gaps. Well, I can't game on it. Well, you can <laughs> now. Now you can. Um, and then E3 happened. Um, the show that they announced all this stuff right before E3 actually happened and they they took some of these news outlets into a room where they said, hey, we've hooked you up to a 25 meg internet. So nothing amazing. Uh, They didn't like hook it up to a server. The server was in California. Mm -hmm. So 300, 400 miles away. Um, So I'm sure good conditions, but not, optimal. hey, we're not running this on a server in the next room kind of thing. And everyone has come away like just stunned with how good it works, and uh, like the nitpicks are so minor for oh, what I had we're doing.
0: Talk- it paused, and I had to
1: restart. Right, and, and there's some and stuff with with streaming gaming that is just going to be part of a new paradigm. Honestly, when we think about like if your Wi-Fi chokes out. Now, granted, if you're hardwired in, you're probably not going to run into too many issues very often. But if you're going off Wi-Fi, I mean, we all know Wi-Fi has a tendency to, you know, just go dumb Crap for a few out, minutes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and so if that happens, Stadia has this thing where if you come back 10 or 15 minutes, it just kind of pauses the state of the game. You can jump right back onto your server and go. Obviously, if you're playing an online multiplayer game, there's some thoughts around that because, yeah, you're going to die. You're right because your character just going to be standing there. Ugh. Yeah. You know, just waiting to get shot or whatever, and so you're going to die. But the same would be true if your Wi-Fi crapped out and you were playing it on a native device. You're still going to sit there and die like Wi-Fi is—it's it, the same argument we hear about Chromebooks versus PCs or MacBooks. Like, well, without Wi-Fi, it's no good. Yeah, show me all the jobs you can get done on yours. If you're not editing video or editing photos, all right. the jobs you can do, most are connected. Right. Yeah. We're just—we yeah. live in that connected environment all the time, and so gaming is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. There's some differences there, you know, but in general, I mean, the the reviews that have come in one after another after They're another just, after it's another, impressive. like. It's okay. impressive. Like the lag part that was my main concern feels like that's not going to be a concern like at all. I mean, and they were, yeah, they were playing on twenty five, and yeah,
0: I, 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 not everyone's gonna have blazing gig internet like we have but if you've got i mean i feel like 25 is becoming a bit of a pretty normal standard yeah i mean people that live way
1: out like in super rural areas you might only be getting 10 or yeah but they said i think you can do 720p over 10 megs wow um and so i mean again for what we're talking about here that's that's mind-boggling and it's just awesome to see uh gamers because these weren't like random news people like these were blogs and stuff that are dedicated to gaming these are people that care deeply about latency and, and all those kind of things. And they're looking at this and playing on this and going, uh, yeah, yep, it's really this good. Is great. And yep. so, I mean, yeah. I, just one after another, as those started coming into my feed, I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. I cannot I wait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it too. <laughs> I told you guys, I told you all, to all the haters. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool to see just even reactions to that video when we put it out and people, yeah. like, oh, thank you for not being so damn pessimistic. About everything. Like yeah. you know, and everything was like, There's no way this and is gonna work. Part of that was probably clickbaity. Like people wanna yeah. read. That's what people wanna read. That's what news cycles kinda go around is mm-hmm. negativity. And so there were a lot of people that are negative about it after they made the announcement and I just I'm not. I'm real excited for it, uh, and they're so far ahead. It looks like of Microsoft's X Cloud. So I was a little worried about that going into mm-hmm. E3 mm-hmm. that you know X Cloud was going to come out and they're going to be like crap. They're you know, they're, they're still early stages. Yeah, so they're way behind like, yeah. what Stadia is doing. So you know Google has and, a shot right. with this to get out in front and establish themselves as a new platform for gaming and uh, I'm not saying they won't mess it up <laughs> they could they might they could google like google, <laughs> google it all up um, but it feels like they've gotten some of the the people in place right. to to do this yeah. thing right the yeah. people that know the industry and uh, it's it's exciting. We'll it's, know we'll know more in November. Man, I can't wait! Gosh. Can't wait to get my controller. And that's gonna ooh, that's gonna be that's fun.
0: even before uh, CES. We we're talking yeah, about CES man. being here like, we'll be no rolling time.
1: CES. hey, let's take a break in CES and go play some some stadium. Stadia
0: yeah. on our phones. It's Boom. gonna be awesome. Awesome. Uh, so one other one other quick Google thing that I want to chat about before we wrap up here. Um, so we 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 talked about Google not spearheading their tablet <laughs> discontinuing tablets they they didn't come out ahead on that one instead they had people sharing the render of the new Pixel 4
1: yeah they just, leaked
0: their own phone geez. they I loved Dieter's, Dieter 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 Bones video over uh, at the Verge <laughs> yes. he just made a he just made an awesome video yeah. so good go check it out if you haven't seen it already he kind of <laughs> explains maybe why they did this <laughs> it's just like Google, what the, what the, the what, are just, what are you doing? <laughs> what
1: are you doing? What are you doing? But he made a great point that because they've done this, they have raised their own bar now. They understand, like, they understand leaks are going to happen. And yep. it, so they kind of played of of the leak culture. And, and I, that was great. I think that's a great move. What they hopefully haven't done to themselves is hamstring themselves in a couple ways. And, um, he made some great points in that video of just saying, like, look, by, by coming out and, and just bowling going, like here's the phone. I mean, they're clearly saying that you know they're they're going to deliver something good. Like there's some confidence in what they're doing. Right. And, and honestly, if the rumors that seem pretty legit turn out to be true, that Project Solely, so, the, the uh, gesture. The, so this is a radar based right. mm-hmm. near field gesture. Yeah, I mean, we're talking fine tuned stuff. Like like uh, if you imagine the the fine motor skill it takes to adjust the time on a on a regular watch. Like, that kind of motor movement. Like, it can sense those little bitty movements. Um, as far as what maybe, like, media control and, and, and doing stuff in the interface could be with your phone sitting on the desk where you can just reach over and, you know, you adjust the volume. Just slide, kinda, your, yeah, s- right. just
0: slide your fingers up instead of having to actually touch the screen. Right. You know, you're just
1: gesturing up or and whatever. Like, Samsung yeah. tried to do this in kind of a janky way, with like the yeah. S5 or something like that, and it was trying to use infrared as a sensor, and it was like, it was crap. It was a, a gimmick, like solely and they've been working on solely since like 2015 i think so it's not like some new thing that they just came up with you know they've really been working and trying to decide where they were going to implement this thing i mean it could be one of those kind of big game-changing things especially if they do some unique stuff in the from a ui perspective with it right
0: well and then and then uh more than one camera you know google google has come out and said hey uh, other phone, what do they call phone X or phone whatever X, kind? Of, yeah. You know, uh, you're doing this uh, portrait stuff with two cameras. We can do it with one, and, right? And it's amazing. And I love, I love, love, love the camera on my Pixel Three. Uh, 100%. and one hundred And so now, it, based on that leak, we've got some more cameras to work yeah, so with. So cameras, what are they going to do with that? You know, and who knows? And and and, and we just got to see. Uh, yeah, it's like they've come out and made a a bit of a boisterous uh, stance here a statement
1: here saying look here's our phone here it is yeah and so we just gotta see the interesting part to me was and this kind of got undone a little bit some verizon documents leaked and still show like launch notes around october oh yeah Um, you were you were thinking maybe it would come before I, i really did i just thought it would come out early because um let's see a what's the point in waiting to october like that's a self-imposed thing. They just did that with the first pixel. Well, had, we thought it was 10 four. And then that, yeah. That, so the that first two years they did 10 four. And then last year it went to like the ninth, uh, they moved it to New York, <laughs> you know, it's just like, so these are self-imposed deadlines. Like, no, what else is there that they're holding off on? Uh, the pixel phone is always the center point of these hardware events for them. Um, they're, if they're not making, I mean, think about that too. They're not making these two tablets they've had in development. Um, so they've kind of nixed that and move people off that. If Atlas is the pixel book too, they've had plenty of time to work on it. So it should be ready. What's going to stop them from coming out in August. I mean, I was talking with Gabe this morning, just about that. And you know, the fact that it's just Verizon's internal documents, they could have just been assuming, Hey, it's October is when we're going to do the pixel thing. And that could have just been know, their,
0: their thing. Right. That, could that have mean I mean, I'm like, Hey, in
1: October, Google. we need to schedule this. So we make sure we do this at whatever point in time, Google gets us the stuff. Um, because none of no leaks like this Remember, leaks started, the the pixel three leaked every which way, but none of it started until like late August, um, like late August and all of September was pixel three hysteria. Um, it went kind of crazy. I mean, we're in June, you know, uh, early June is when all this started. So I'm like, are we really honestly talking about sitting on this for four and a half months? Is that really going to happen? Like what? And and, and again, I'm not to say that Google doesn't make PR blunders all the time because they do. So I'm not saying like there's no way they would have made the decision to do this, but clearly it was a very measured decision. Um, and from older reports, the Pixel Four has been in the works
0: for like, a while. Yeah, when the
1: Pixel Three was leaking, it was saying like Pixel Four is probably already being worked on because remember they switched hardware teams. So Pixel Three was the old Pixel hardware team. Pixel Four is being. Built and made by the HTC team that they acquired. And so I think they went ahead and started working on Pixel 4 before the 3. Like It's almost like the 3 was a throwaway. Like, they were like, hey, we, we, we screwed this thing all up. so And it's well, leaking everywhere. Yeah, the,
0: the night before the event, whenever they were like, just wait and just see wait and what see. we've got. We were it's like, the
1: same thing you
0: know about.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, like Dieter said in his video, it's like, we all show up and they're like, here's our new phone. And we're all like, yep, we uh-huh. know.
1: Yeah, okay. We know. Thanks. No. Anything else? <laughs> anything you know? else you
0: got? Oh, cool. No. All right, let's go.
1: Yeah, and so it's cool that they flipped the script. It yeah. is. But I think that they're going to have to deliver and it really feels like they should deliver soon. Yeah, I, that's just why me not? personally. Like, yeah. yeah I not? mean, what is there any good reason why not? I don't I can't think of anything. Like there's a bunch of reasons that October is a terrible release window because it puts you in the middle of Qualcomm's releases, so you know, you're already going to always be delivering a six month old chipset, you know, always like you're, you're never going to be on top of that. Uh, and, and Apple doesn't have to worry about this because Apple builds their own chips. So they're not beholden to Qualcomm for this. So the only company that's like, hey, we're going to be on top of Qualcomm's release patterns is Samsung. And they clearly moved. Samsung used to release in the fall, too they clearly moved yeah. on the opposite side of the calendar from apple so there's nobody fighting them in that space anymore it's just in in the spring it's it's the samsung show you know and that's we know that those new phones are coming and i don't know i just i i think it would make a lot more sense for them to move it back uh, into like midsummer late summer uh get some out before the iphone um because it, i don't know on a hardware level i I don't feel like they're really fighting with iPhone. I mean, heck, they're they're not even being competitive up to now, anyway. So why not get out just before get that? Out, get and, out and get out in front of it. Yeah. It's well, just, and from it's the just le- weird from the leaks of the new
0: iPhone. I mean, it's kind of similar camera bump. You yeah, know? square and it's, camera bump. So it's like, hey, if you guys are gonna do it first,
1: if you're gonna do it, do it first, right? Yep. Right. And and that feels like part of why they did the leak, and that's that's fine. But leaking it out first isn't the same as releasing it, it first. Out. Yeah. Um, I agree. And and so I, I don't know. I'm still I still won't be surprised if we get an invite to a much earlier Google event this year. We might not, but I wouldn't be shocked if we did. Yep.
0: So stay tuned, folks. We will uh, continue covering all of this on the site, chromeunbox.com. Thanks so much for listening. I think I think let's wrap it up. What do you think? Let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, we've talked enough. Yeah, we've talked enough. <laughs> I just fell over. Really. <laughs> and Robbie just dropped his phone, so there we go. All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in and and uh, hey, let us let us know on social media if if you have the perfect use case for a tablet. If if, you're, yes, I would if love your your tablet them. experience is 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 what Robbie needs to hear.
1: And any tablet. It yeah, could be like, doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: IPad, slate. Yep. What, is it? what is it?
1: You got to have a tablet to get done. Right. Let us
0: know. Let us know on social media, at Chrome Unboxed. We're on, we're on all this stuff. Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. But uh, thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at Chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.